0: Hello everyone, today I'll be sharing with us a word I titled um, Corporate Order, Corporate Order and my text is from Psalm 133, Psalm 133, Father we ask that you breathe on your word today, we ask oh God that you energize us in your word that you build your church, O God, by revelation. And let the gates of hell not prevail against it. Lord, let the words of my, heart, my mouth and the meditation of my heart and the heart of the listeners be acceptable in your sight, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 133, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Unity is the corporate order of God for man on earth. On earth, it is the corporate order of God for man on earth. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the bed, the bed of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Harmon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, not a blessing or blessings. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, and what is that blessing? Life forevermore, immortality. God is building something brand new, my brothers and sisters. And where we just read the text, Psalm 133, It really looks so brand new. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It looks so brand new. Different from the norm. Different from what we see as expressions of church. God is developing a great army with strength, confidence and maturity in the midst of Babylon. I announce to us again that God is developing a great army. You think we are in futility? You think we are in darkness and there is no hope? Here is the good news, breaking news, news flash. God is developing a great army with strength, confidence and maturity in the midst of Babylon, in the midst of these satanic systems, in the midst of satanic systems of the earth. And how do I know that? Let's look at principles from the book of Second Kings chapter 4, uh, verses 1 to 6. Um, here Elisha meets a certain woman. He meets a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets whose um, husband died leaving her and her two sons in debt. If you go to that, I'm not reading the... I'm just... Extracting the principle from the scripture I just quoted, 2 Kings 2, I mean, Second Kings 4, verses 1 to 6. Elisha asked for something she had in her house, a jar of oil. Oil represents anointing or the anointing. She was asked to go borrow empty vessels, as much as she could, not a few vessels. The vessels there represent expressions of the body of Christ. Fit for the outpouring of the anointing. The oil never ceased until there were no vessels to fill. My brothers and sisters, the problem is not and will never be the anointing. The anointing is not the problem. The oil is not the problem, but the vessels. And that vessel there represents order. It represents order. The question is: Are dear vessels fit for an outpouring? Do we have vessels fit? for an outpouring the filling of the vessels with oil stopped the intimidation stopped the fear stopped the shame in the life or in the lives of the woman and her two sons the filling of that vessel with oil i prophesy to the church in the name of jesus christ of nazareth there shall be a filling of the vessels of god There shall be a feeling that will stop the intimidation. There shall be a feeling that will stop the mediocrity. There shall be a feeling that will stop the fear. There shall be a feeling that will stop the shame. Yes, you might look like, oh, all things are not in order, are not working well for you. But I prophesy to you, under the sound of my voice, that the feeling of the oil in your life As you present yourself as a vessel to the Lord will stop that intimidation. It will stop that fear. It will stop that shame in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that we will no longer hide in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's see some principles again in Judges chapter six. Judges chapter six. Quickly, Judges chapter six. I'm going to read this. The book of Judges chapter number six. I will read this scripture to our hearing. This is um, the story of the Midianites uh, oppressing uh, Israel and in verse one, then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midians, billionites the children of israel made for themselves the dens they went hiding the caves and the strongholds which are in the mountains so it was whenever israel had sown Midianites would come up also amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them imagine being uh, 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 enemies encamping around you enemies encamping around you and and, and when that happens to a people It is when uh, they, 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 they have done evil in the sight of God. Then they would encamp against them, verse 4, and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza, and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents. I hope this pandemic will not destroy our economy. I hope it will not destroy our livelihood. I hope it will not destroy us and put us in a, in a state of hunger in this country, in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. They cried out to the Lord. God is calling us to cry out to Him. And it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel. The Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage. This is divine initiative being sounded again to the hearing to the ears of the israelites and i delivered you out of the hand of the egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land this is divine initiative the problem with the church is that we do not know when there is a divine initiative when there is a divine initiative or the initiative god has put in place for us Also I said, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, for but you have not obeyed my voice. You have not obeyed my voice. And when God spoke this, going further, he raised a man called Gideon. And when he raised Gideon, God spoke to Gideon. If you read from verse 11 of that same Judges 6, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth, Uh, tree which was in Ophrah would belong to Joash and uh, Abiezrite while his son Gideon threshed with in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianite and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him the Lord is with you the Lord is with you you mighty man of valor this is the vessel God prepared God has released his anointing upon him I prophesy over this land and over the nations of the earth As we look up to him, as we call upon the name of the Lord. God is raising an army. I said it earlier, he's raising an army. There's an army that God is raising, an army full of strength like Gideon. In verse 16, he said, and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man, as a corporate body, as a corporate order, as a corporate body, like what where we read in Psalm 133. a church in unity Unity in the faith of the Son of God. You will defeat the Midianites as one man. God is raising an army. I say it again. He's raising an army. He's raising an army in our midst. You can be there saying, what's the hope for the earth? I pronounce, I declare, I announce to you. He's developing a great army with strength like Gideon. Developing a great army with confidence and maturity in the midst of our enemies and by his strength by his anointing we will crush the Midianites in the name of Jesus Christ if you believe it wherever you are I want you to shout a loud amen in Jesus name amen Proverbs chapter 1 verse 33 he said but whoever listens to me will dwell safely whoever listens to me will dwell safely And will be secured without fear of evil whoever listens to the voice of the holy spirit whoever listens to the voice of god in this season will dwell safely and Psalm 91 says he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty ezekiel chapter 28 verse 25 and 26 thus says the lord god when i have gathered the house of israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered yes when i have gathered them From uh, the obscurity of oppression, I'm speaking to somebody. When I have gathered them from the obscurity of deceit, when I've gathered them from the obscurity of false prophets, when I've gathered them from the obscurity of identity crisis, some of us are having identity crisis, whether we belong to Christ or whether we want to go with the systems of the earth. When I gather them from the obscurity of corruption, when I gather them from the obscurity of drunkenness, when I gather them from the obscurity of sexual immorality, when I gather them from the obscurity of failures and all, uh, and and so on and so forth, and I'm hallowed in in them, in the sight of the Gentiles, then they will dwell in their own land which I give to my servant Jacob, and they will dwell safely there, build houses and plant vineyards, yes they will dwell securely when I execute judgment in all those areas uh, 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 around them who despise them they shall know that I am the Lord their God. I declare, decree, and prophesy we will no longer hide. We will dwell securely. Let this words bring life to anybody under the sound of my voice today as we stretch out our faith to the sick, wherever they are, those who have been hospitalized. As a result of COVID-19, we stretch out our faith and we declare be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. And let's see some principles in Deuteronomy chapter 33 as we progress. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Quickly, Deuteronomy 33. It reads, and I quote verse 1, Now this is the blessing, the blessing, not blessings, the blessing which with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came with 10,000 of saints or 10,000 of angels. From his right hand came a fiery law for them. I want to announce to us that we are living in the midst of divine initiative. We are living in the midst of divine initiative. If you uh, 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 went through the same scripture just now, uh, verses 1 and 2 in Deuteronomy 33, it tells us that God, where we are living in the midst of divine initiative, it is from prosperity to purpose, God, when the children of Israel were in the obscurity of oppression. The Lord God came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Peron. He came with 10,000 of his angels. What is it that is holding you? The problem with the church is that we do not understand that we are living in the midst of God's divine initiative. And I'm going to further expound that in another session of my podcast message talking about understanding divine initiative. We're in the midst of divine initiative. We are not even as much as we it looks like the enemy has has pressed us on every side. We are in the midst of divine initiative. We're in the midst of God's divine initiative. God coming with 10,000 of his angels. He is the man of war who came to us from Sinai, who shone from Mount Paran. God initiating something. There is something God is doing in the earth. Call it covid call it whatever we are living in divine initiative it is not under the oppression of the devil it is not under the oppression of any country in the world china us trying to depopulate men or trying to depopulate africans you must understand child of god we are living in the midst of divine initiative and when there's a divine initiative there has to be a response Some of us do not understand. The response we get from COVID-19 is fear. The response we get from COVID-19 is fear. Fear of dying. Fear of losing all. Fear of what the world will become. Some of us are not even sure. That's why we come up with all kinds of conspiracy theory. When there's a divine initiative, I'm giving of the first principle from Deuteronomy 33. Number one is we are living in the midst of divine initiative. Verse one and verse two. And now verse 3, we'll see that when there's a divine initiative, there has to be a response. I told us that I'm going to deal with this initiative and response in another podcast uh, uh, um, message as we go into the book of Amos. Verse 3 there says, yes, he loves the people. All the saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. They are in order. The response should be a corporate order. The response should be togetherness. The response should be unity. He said, yes, they sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. Everyone receives your word. It is not a time to build empires. It's a time to obey the word of God. Sit down together and, rest and 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 obey the word of God. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is in that order that He commands His blessing. So the second principle is our response. The response to divine initiative is the place of submission. Is the place of humility. Is the place of receiving instruction. Yes, we can be all that God wants us to be in the name of jesus number three is the speaking forth is the speaking forth the speaking forth of god's word you, re, you remember Psalm wanted it is said dear the lord commanded his blessing leave forever his blessing of immortality when there's a corporate order when there's a corporate order of unity in the church the speaking forth of that blessing you will find that as we read um uh, as you go through in in that same um Deuteronomy 33 and Moses commanded a law for us, verse 4 a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. He was king in Jer- Jeshurun when the leaders of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. Hear the command let Reuben live and not die nor let his men be few moses began to pronounce blessings upon the tribe he began to release to Reuben, to judah all the tribes of israel as we sit together in unity it is not a question of what comes to redeem christian church of god or what comes to the anglican communion or what comes to living faith uh, worldwide or what comes to whoever the 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 the, the, the emphasis should be dwelling together in unity, obeying the word of God and there will be a speaking forth to every tribe, to every expression of the body of Christ. The speaking forth is the command of the blessing of God. If there is no response to the divine initiative of God, there won't be any speaking forth. I don't know if you think you are enjoying the blessing, but you are living in fear if you think you are blessed. But when the church comes to corporate order in unity in the faith of the Son of God and we respond in obedience, God commands the blessing to be in the church. And when you have the blessing of God, it adds no sorrow. It does not live in fear. It does not live in obscurity. It does not live in intimidation. It lives in boldness, just like our Lord Jesus did. And you also see principles from the book of Matthew chapter 14. How many of us remember Jesus feeding the 5,000 men? He did not feed them in chaos. He didn't come and say, what do you have? give me your uh, two fishes and give me your five loaves of bread he did not say that he uh, and then he uh, started sharing it and they started rushing the way people are rushing and scampering for food and all of that you see we can blame those boys that we see around hanging in the street or, or, or of lagos or around the country that's why can't they be set in order you look at it even from the leadership point There is chaos. People are just doing whatever they like. We cannot sit together. We cannot come together as a nation and then receive the blessing of God. But the principle of the kingdom, we must understand. And this is what the church must build in their system. The principle of the kingdom, Jesus asked his disciples, command them to sit down. And they all sat down. They were in order before he began, before he prayed. And there was a miracle of multiplication before he began to uh, divide the bread and the fish to those who sat down. And the Bible made us to understand that uh, that 5,000 men were fed without counting the women and the children. Now, look at that principle. You cannot receive the blessing in chaos. You cannot receive the blessing when the church is doing. United. You cannot receive the blessing in infancy. You are just scattering everything. The blessing must come in the place of orderliness, it must come in the place of togetherness. Jesus asked his disciples command them to sit down are we sitting down together are we in, in in order are we sitting down in this country together why would this party be doing this and that party be doing another thing why do we have this scarcity mentality according to a preacher dr Mensah to the scarcity mentality that it will it is never enough i want everything for my 50th generation and the next man there has not eaten and god is calling us sit down sit down i want to bless you Is asking the church sit down be in order that is the problem with the church they sat down they were in order you think you can boast of the blessing in chaos do you think you are blessed and you are hiding in your house you are not blessed you are not blessed you are not blessed there is divine initiative initiative can make anybody a billionaire it was the divine initiative of God that made Pharaoh a god in his land that his decrees were not taken for granted it was god's divine initiative but in the heart of pharaoh he felt that was all until there was a shaking until he saw and in fact even when moses was trying to convince pharaoh otherwise god said i've hardened his heart that's a divine initiative a divine initiative can cause a president of a country to be hardened because his end is death you don't have to there's no Prayer or night vision that can change it. And that's why the church must be prophetic to know that if God has hardened the heart of some people, you don't need to pray for them to be guided aright. Let the will of God be done. Moses kept on saying, I'll convince Pharaoh. But Pharaoh, God said, I've hardened his heart. His heart has been hardened. His destiny is in that Red Sea, that sea that he goes to think. And he thinks that he's the God of the Nile. He refreshes his power from there. We kill him. Divine initiative. So you think you are blessed, and you are living in chaos, living in internal fights, using your wealth to fight other people, destroying a tribe, castigating people, causing wars here and there. You are not blessed. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4. We understand that the believers were in one accord that's a corporate order and men began to sell what they had they they dropped it at the apostles feet. they began to distribute according to need that is kingdom wealth that is kingdom wealth not the babylonian way some pastors will go read some books under the principles of the world and come tell us in church that this is how to make money everybody wants something for himself your appearance matters so your neighbor should go to hell all of those attitudes, and we call that kingdom as not kingdom, as Babylon passing through our treasury. And we lift up our hands today, Father God, this corporate structure. It looks so beautiful. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brothers, for brethren to dwell together in unity. It looks so beautiful seeing a corporate order, seeing a united front designed by you, O oh God, just like Gideon. Who destroyed the Midianites. It's so beautiful. We gaze, O oh God, at it. It is pleasant to you, O oh God. It is beautiful seeing a new structure of the society, oh God, seeing the kingdom defining the structure of the society. Lord, we make it our desire today, O oh God, and all that there is, O oh God, to the response to your call in the body of Christ. Cause my inner man, oh God, to quake. Cause the inner man of my brother or my sister to quake. Cause it to tremble. Not that we hear and we say, oh, that looks so beautiful by flatter. But in our spirit, oh God, cause us to quake in reading and recognizing your initiative in the earth. Let it cause, oh God, a quaking in my inner man. Let it cause a trembling in my inner man as I hear the demands for the corporate structure of Christ. As I hear the demands for unity of the body of Christ, let it not be treated with levity, but let it cause our inner man to quake and tremble and to, as we hear the demands for the corporate structure of Christ. Give us, O God, that commitment to personal righteousness, to obey you always, O God. Make us rightly aligned to the principles of your law. So we receive strength, O God. We receive strength today. We receive clarity. We receive understanding. We receive wisdom. We receive momentum that does not come from our flesh, O God, but by your Spirit, O God. In Jesus' name, Amen.